0: And
1: President Santos, you look like
0: yeah. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to episode 192 of the Erasable Podcast. I am Andy Wellfley on hosting duties today, and I am joined by uh, my two favorite... Uh, I got nothing. My two favorite co-hosts, <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Tim and Johnny. Hey guys, <laughs>
1: 192 times. That's that had to happen at yeah. some point.
0: Just do we just run out of ways? I was trying yeah. to think of like we're recording on the uh, second to last day of January, so I was trying to think of some good like like winter babies
1: or yeah, I don't know. I got nothing. You need to put, you need to put like a little needle scratch in like right before you say I have nothing. Just be like, <laughs> <"Z- laughs> <be> i <like, "Z- laughs> oh, got nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, we're just talking about some of
0: our, our favorite things today. We have some really cool new goodies from Musgrave that we're digging into. And uh, yeah, just some of the other stuff kind of going on in our lives. Um, Tim, do you want to start us off with some tools of the trade?
1: Yeah. I'd love to. Yeah. Um, So the first one I'll mention, which I think is the biggest deal to me, I've been waiting for this for a long time. Like I knew it would come at some point. Uh, so Bob Dylan has this big, vast bootleg series that he puts out and he's an mm-hmm. artist that's known for there just being bootlegs of him out there everywhere. But he's also yeah. an artist that's known for recording 20 times as much as he needs for an album. And it's, so it's <laughs> like all out there. So people are just like, what's out there? What do they have Yeah. And so there's, there was a collection, I don't remember the number, I think it was number seven, like volume seven or something, but telltale signs is my favorite Dylan release ever. <laughs> it's a, and it was sort of B sides and alternate takes from like time out of mind and love and theft. Those kind of like late nineties, early two thousands albums into like, cause there's an album called modern times, which was my first new Dylan album as like a obsessive fan. It's like 2006, I think. So like when that one came out, I was the first one that I was just like, Oh my gosh. So now they put out finally, uh, it's a 60, I think it's 62 track.
2: Jeez. Uh, wow.
1: Bootleg series on just the time out of mind recording sessions, which was kind of his, he's had all these phases to his career. And that's the one from like 97 that like pushed him into the phase that he's in now and like the stuff that he's doing. So it's, I've talked to you guys about like my idea for writing about late stage careers of musicians and how I find those like so fascinating. And this is like getting to listen to the big bang, like in slow motion for his, his late stage career. It's so good. So yeah. it's got a lot of like alternate takes. And when Dylan does an alternate take, he's like, okay, let's do it. Uh, let's do that one again. That one didn't feel right, but uh, let's pick up the pace and I'm going to change the rhythm. You know, it's, so it's like totally different. So it's like the song's almost like its own like new experience. Yeah. And I love, I love it so much. Uh, Steven Hyden a podcaster that I really love. He does like a indie cast and he has a new Dylan podcast that's called never ending stories, but, um, he wrote the liner notes for the physical version. So I want to get that at some point. Um, I don't think I'm going to get it on vinyl because it's $300 and I don't think I can handle what? flipping records that many times. Cause <laughs> it's like 10 vinyl records. Like that just seems stupid. Yeah. I did that. It wasn't this expensive. I actually kind of like, kind of got away with something at Barnes and Noble. And I got the, uh, <laughs> it You probably some shouldn't per- tell everybody if you, yeah, it was, no, no, not like that. <laughs> I, I, I talked a guy into using a 50% coupon on something that he probably shouldn't have used a 50% coupon. <laughs> on, and I got the, the complete Tom Petty wildflowers vinyl set, but yeah. I never listened to it. Cause it's just too many. I just, yeah, Anyways, but this collection is amazing. So I've been listening to it since last Friday when it came out pretty much exclusively. And, uh, I was also just a few days ago, I was doing a deep clean in our room and I was just like, wanted to put something on the TV in there. And I forgot about, and this is going to connect to my next one. I forgot about this series on Hulu that's called McCartney three, two, one. And it's, it's like six or seven episodes of just him on what I think is a stage or like a studio, but it's in black and white and it's very like dimly lit. And it's just him and Rick Rubin Mm. talking about music. Oh, cool. And so they just talk and then like Paul sit down to the piano and say, oh, here's how I came up with this. And oh, when people ask me about like, how do I do this without reading music? And so he gives all these amazing insights. And Rick Rubin is just like always been, I've always been a fan of him as podcasts and his producing. And so he just asks excellent questions. Have you you seen his new book? And my next tool of the trade is the creative act, (laughs) a way of being (laughs) by, by, uh, by Rick Rubin. Yeah, no, I got it. Uh, on yeah. release day, I got I got it on audio. I pre ordered the audio and then picked up the physical book.
0: I you know I'm a I'm a sucker for uh, cloth bound book covers, uh-huh. and I I haven't picked it up yet, but I've been eyeing it at, at the bookstore, mm-hmm.
1: especially one that looks slightly inappropriate when you glance that's, at it. You're like looks what's a that? little bit like a boob, but also also a little
0: bit like a record. Yes, a little bit. Maybe that's <laughs> yeah.
1: intentional. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Wait, <laughs> do they are records made to look like boobs? <laughs> I was thinking the other direction, but like, oh, that's true. <laughs> he's, was going for the double meaning now. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. But I started reading that too. And I've got the audiobook which he reads and it's got like, you know, meditation bells ringing in between chapters and stuff. Hmm. What? Uh, yeah. Really? He's, he's a pretty spiritual dude, but it's such, it's so good. Just a book about creativity because the thing, if you ever hear interviews with him, like he barely plays an instrument. He doesn't know how to use like a soundboard in a studio. But he's like one of the biggest producers ever, and he basically is just so confident in his taste hmm. and his like ability to hear if something sounds good that people keep paying him to do all these gigantic, crazy projects. You know, what I mean, he's worked yeah. with everyone, uh, but it is definitely worth getting. It's it's kind of like you remember talking about that several short sentences about writing book, yeah, a <laughs> long time ago. The cl- 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 I can't say his last name, but whatever his name, but you know that book. Like you read it, and you can kind of hop around wherever. Yeah, it has that kind of a feel, where it's like once you read through it, it's something you can just kind of open up for like inspiration. Uh, Yeah,
0: it's a very. He also looked like he's just spent like, you know, like decades in a check after bombing
1: people through the mail or something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's totally comfortable in who he is too, which is fun. Um, But he he lives or he I don't know if he he hasn't lived there, but he works in Shangri La Studios, which is where the band recorded in the seventies hmm. and like Bob Dylan recorded and now that's his studio. And like one of the recording booths for the vocals outside of the studio is a, like an RV that Bob Dylan had brought there and just like left. <laughs> <laughs> it turned into like a re like a reverb room. So yeah, anyways, but yeah, so those, those three, they're kind of all mingled in together. Um, Bob Dylan and Rick Rubin and Paul McCartney, but it's been, been good. Yeah. And uh, I am writing with, a Tennessee round that I have hackwinged with a silver ferrule and a, and a uh, gray eraser. Just looks so looks so good. Loving it. Yeah, I did Pencil King one, too, and that one I've been using just basically back and forth. Very
2: yeah, happy. So nice. How about you, Johnny? Um, I just finished uh, Season 3 of All Creatures Great and Small mm-hmm. last night. How was it? How was it? Don't give I me spoilers, mean, but... The war is a big topic in Season 3. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, we're on it's
1: episode four of season one right now.
2: So hmm. good.
0: Yeah. yeah, I I love. Um, oh, I can't remember his real name, but the the kid who was uh, who plays uh, the vet's little brother, and then also oh, was in Jarl's. Um, 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 Colum- oh yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. He's he's just so good.
2: Um, <laughs> he looks like he a Rankin Bass character with that jaw.
0: Yeah, he just the plays puppet. like just such a. Um,
1: I don't know, just, yeah,
0: just his like kind of like philandering way and just like how he tries to get out of the things. Just, he's just so good at that.
1: He has such a good like scheming look on his face. Yeah. Like, he's like, <laughs> yeah. like, you see the wheels turning behind where he's like, what am I going to do with this? Yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> get out of this.
2: yeah. He's the kind of guy you want to hang out with in real life but not be responsible for his actions in any way. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't make him do it. I, t- I tried to talk him out of it. I even left. Don't blame me. <laughs> but yeah, um, there's you know, it's a new season on PBS. There's a lot of good, good stuff. Yeah. Um, I think the same day, season three of Miss Scarlet and the Duke came out, which, which is cool because season two just came out in like fall and yeah. that shows really good. But um, enough of TV, uh, the internet. I joined the Handmade Book Club from Vintage Page Designs, which is, um, I don't know how you describe it. You pay money to be in a group and they do stuff. Um, but I think I'm the youngest person there by like 20 years and one of like one man, one man that I've seen in any of the meetings. So Hmm. it's a little weird, I guess it reminds me of being in college except that we're not all the same age. This
0: is really cool. I'm looking at their website now.
2: Yeah. It's they, um, they only open memberships every once in a while. And, um, from what I understand, they've been doing a lot more stuff lately. So it's kind of cool. They have, um, weekly classes and stuff like that and a monthly challenge which i didn't do for january yet because january but there's time there's tomorrow (laughs) so (laughs) but um yeah if you wanna uh i don't know if you make books already what the benefit is because i don't know it's just a sense of community i guess so that part's cool there's a private facebook group we know about those and (laughs) um it's it's cool. Everyone's very encouraging. And there's a lot of like, hey, I don't like this official book binding crap. What else can I use? Which is fun. Because, yeah. you know, if you're not going to do a lot of classic leather binding, a lot of the rules are sort of out the window. But yeah. Um, my other, I'll keep this to three, consumption is like several days or several hours a day of Minecraft with my children. <laughs> um, have you guys fallen down that rabbit hole yet?
0: I've I've played Minecraft, but I have avoided uh spending much time in there because I feel like it could just take over my life. Yep. Yeah. I don't even have a kid, no. so yeah.
1: I yeah, I haven't played it a ton. I mean Henry has played it. He's more in like a Pokemon world right now. So he hasn't been playing it as much lately. But I do find it very I, I, I love playing it. You know that um, song. It's it's just, I just need world. more time. It's a Pokemon world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just need I just need more time. That's like the title of my Oh, that'd be a great title for a memoir when you're like 90. Oh. I just need more time. <laughs> I just need more time. It's <laughs> like the saddest memoir title title of all time. Like
2: that'd be a good just, one. Just for, uh, more time, please. 40, 45, like midlife.
1: Yeah. So, um, but, and I, I enjoyed a lot. And Henry did gets like, we played on switch. And so he gets some of the like add on packages where you can play like in star Wars worlds and stuff.
2: Yeah. It's really fun. Mm. Henry's got that. I don't like that one. <laughs> So we have a, a world. We'll have to send you an invite for Henry. That's pretty fun. And yeah, uh, totally. We should do that. I might have just built a mansion. Because <laughs> What do you do at lunchtime? Um a yeah, mansion. So, no, no biggie. <laughs> so um, I'm writing with something that I had in my pocket yesterday when we went to the Baltimore Museum of Art where they don't allow pens, which is a bullet pencil stuffed with a stub of a Musgrave red. But mm. the bullet pencil has a clip and no eraser. Mm. Is and it was, a vintage bullet pencil? Yeah. And it's black and says, Compliments of Butch and Horace Bowsarth Sales, Aberdeen, Maryland. Telephone 484. <laughs> um, Good old so, Butch, and, Butch and Horace. <laughs> I should look up what Bowsarth R B O U Z A R T H, B-O-U-Z-A-R-T-H. But uh, I thought it was the one that was Monument Sales. I like that one for gravestones.
1: Hmm. I've got one of those for the uh, baseball Hall of Fame. That's like has that clip, like doesn't have the eraser, just like real skinny. Does it have the real pointy
2: tip on it? Um, yeah, it's pretty pointy. Yeah, that's cool. I probably had a pen in it, and I took it out. But yeah, um, that's all I've got. Oh, I'm writing in a Coptic stitch book that I made because I'm a, on a Coptic kick. <laughs> so, how about you, Andy? Yeah, the C- Coptic kid. That's what I'm going to call you. <laughs>
0: Um, I am, uh, I don't know. I've been watching a lot of TV movies, things lately, um, got on a kick, um, at some point a couple weeks ago where I, I basically, I just watched all of the Star Wars shows, um, that's on Ooh. Disney plus. Like I watched the first couple seasons of the Mandalorian, um, and what are they? I think they're just, I think they're on season three. So I watched, it comes out March 1st. Okay, so I guess I watched mm-hmm. only part of the second season, and then I watched the rest of that. And then I was like, "Oh, it looks like it overlaps with the Boba Fett show." So I watched all of that, and then I watched uh, Andor, uh, and then I watched um, uh, the Obi Wan Kenobi show. And um, I, I have to say, uh, I mean, first, first of all, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a Star Trek guy, right? Like that's my, my main thing. But damn, like Disney and Star Wars are t- so good at storytelling. Like, man, they're it's just so good. Like the Andor was an amazing show. Um, I I liked all of them, but I think Andor was my favorite of the of those TV shows. Um, I I really like how it's like world building in the Star Wars universe. They're getting away a little bit from just like you know the hero's journey or whatever into like talking about like basically like the bureaucracy of the Empire, which is just amazing and just sort of like how kind of like capitalism run amok, run um, just like controls everything and led up to this, right? Like, I think that was just really fascinating. Have, have you guys
1: seen Andor?
2: No, it's the one I haven't seen yet.
1: Yeah, uh, I watched the first couple episodes and haven't gotten back to it, but I'm fully planning on it.
0: It's, uh, it's bleak, but it's very, very good. And um, there's, there's a couple episodes that revolve around um, this, like, prison colony. Um, and it's it's so good it's so imaginative um and it's yeah it's just really good so i really recommend andor and i, I like it's funny because i didn't realize i kind of forgot that um uh, you know it just dovetails into rogue one and out of all the star wars movies i think that rogue one is my favorite um i just mm-hmm. like that they're telling a slightly different story and that but like that leads right up into kind of like the main story and they just like use different sort of like approaches and storytelling methods and yeah I'm, I'm just i don't know Andor was just just really good and the other ones were too but i like that one um how
2: about that also, last fight scene in uh obi-wan though oh yeah yeah that oh was God. yeah i
0: obi-wan feels to me a lot like star trek picard does uh for star trek fans it's like it's like hey <laughs> you know you you just want the same old four characters right like here here you go <laughs> <laughs> but but done in a very good way right like it's they do it's a it, Obi-Wan feels a little bit like they're writing their own fan fiction. All that to say is I don't yeah. think that's bad. I think that they do a really, really good job of of that. And the same way that yeah. sort of Star, Star Trek Picard is about like getting all of your favorite next generation people back. That's yeah, totally it, true though.
1: Because like they were like so, everyone was so, over time, like Star Wars fans were like the Inquisitors, the Inquisitors. When are we going to get to see the Inquisitor? And then all of a sudden it was like, yeah, yeah which was terrible. <laughs>
2: All the Inquisitors you could want. Yeah, I (laughs) I loved the the flea cameo. That was pretty good Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's not oh my god, it's flea. (laughs) Um
0: I love the um yeah, like third sister and just her whole thing. Like she's she's such a great character, such a good actor. Yeah. Um, And
2: I thought they did a really good job in all the previews of not telling you what the show is actually gonna be about. Yeah. I kept probably sense like it's about Luke. Yeah. No. (laughs)
0: <laughs> not even a little bit yeah um i, I love that they got jimmy jimmy Smith back but dudes looking old <laughs> <laughs> i just like i'm i i do not believe that you know this is only a guy who's 10 years older and has a. <laughs> <just> like <laughs> jimmy smiths is getting up there and
1: president santos you look like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no he still looks great i just wanted yeah. to see that yeah yeah <laughs> mm.
0: I mean, that's what, that's what the office will do to you, right? Like look at before and after yeah, yeah. pictures of Obama. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> president Santos is looking, <laughs> um, went, went on to become the, you know, the president of Elderon, So, you know, he, uh, went galactic. <laughs> he went galactic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, big fan of that yeah i i and then i also just because i hate myself i after watching all those i went to watch the prequels what one two and three so (laughs) i i just wanted to like yeah wanted to catch back up and because i had seen them like since they were in theaters but it's been a really long time and so i um and you know i'll I'll admit it like episode three is not that bad um yeah it's pretty good they the the whole thing about padme dying of a broken heart was kind of stupid but like other than that (laughs) it was was pretty good (laughs) i hate you the droid the droid's just like it's like we're losing her i don't understand why (laughs) just like okay (laughs) okay droid anyhow um watched a bunch of star wars stuff uh last night i um i was talking to a friend who um recommended uh Kiki's Delivery Service, which is one of those Studio Ghibli um, Japanese cartoon movies. Have, have either of you ever seen that? Mm-mm. No. It's by the same people who wrote, like, um, My Neighbor Totoro and uh, Howl's Moving Castle, like, kind of like those Japanese, not really like, I guess I don't know the difference between anime and like Japanese animated features. I think it's the same, but it's not super anime y, but it's just these really beautiful movies that tell like a sweet story. And Kiki's Delivery Service is about a a young witch named Kiki, and in witch tradition, when you turn thirteen, you go off into the world to find your way and train. And she takes her little cat and on her broom, and she finds this this beautiful little coastal town, and she starts a flying delivery service. And uh, it's a little bit about like burnout. It's a little bit about like being alienated and making friends. It's just like this really sweet story. Um, if you just want some like really aesthetically pleasing animation and just a nice kind of like low stakes story where you really feel like, you know, they're kind of like, you know, kind of like holding and protecting you like this is a really good movie for that. So I can definitely recommend that.
1: Hmm. Uh, reminded me of something funny that happened the other day. with <clears throat> yeah. My work. Uh, you said anime, I work for a, a Catholic affiliate affiliated organization yeah. And so when we have these big, big calls, they'll have like a, a blessing at the end or something that they'll share, you know, as we're, as, as the big meeting is closing. And at the end, there's probably like a hundred people on the call. And then all these people started putting amen in the chat at the end, <laughs> except <laughs> for one person who accidentally got, I don't know, autocorrect, typed in anime <laughs> 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 and it just made me like laugh out loud. I mean, it was on camera, so it's fine, but it just made me very happy. Amen, amen, yeah. amen. Anime! anime. <laughs> <laughs> now you have to say that in church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can, I get, an anime? Anime. <laughs> Can <laughs> I get an anime? Can I get an anime? It's
0: funny. Uh, and I am writing um, with my uh, Musgrave duet pen, which I'll talk a little bit more about in Fresh Points, um, in some of the final pages of my confidant, which I will talk more about in Fresh Points.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: speaking of which uh tim do you want to start us off with uh
1: with the fps yeah let's do it uh before do i do you
0: ever the know big, did you ever think about how news. fresh points and fresh points and fountain pens are the same initials mm-hmm.
2: that was intentional right yeah, yeah this, that totally was a
1: deep con from totally years before <laughs> sorry <laughs> um so one bit of like personal news i wanted to share that i'm just excited about and i am going to like share out something about it at some point, but I'm this week I'm in the Tennessee songwriters week competition, which awesome. is uh, like a local. It starts local and then there's like regionals. It's almost like the voice, but for Tennessee songwriters, like original songwriters. <laughs> and then it ends up at the bluebird cafe in Nashville, which is kind of like a historic yeah. uh, little venue. So I, yeah, I'm really excited. So I play on Friday uh, and I'm playing at the, the international storytelling center, which is in Jonesboro, Tennessee. There's like this little theater and there's like 20 of us, in that category, that are playing, and we play one song, and then like a few get picked, and then we play at the Down Home if you get to the next round, which is a, another historic little venue that a bunch of sort of you know classic, especially country and kind of Americana acts have played over the years. I think pretty sure Johnny Cash played there at some point, and a lot of those guys. So, hmm. uh, yeah, I'm really excited. I was just sharing That's that. Really so, it's not cool. really like you know, it's, it's analog related. I wrote it with a pencil. I'm playing an acoustic guitar. I might even play a harmonica. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Can Um, I get you just like, I'll set up like Neil Young with just like the guitar, like a harmonica set up with like the two microphones attached to the bottom of it.
1: Yeah. 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 Exactly. And then like a, one of those, what he also, what would that thing he would use where he would like blow into a tube? Uh-huh. <laughs> you remember that? I forget yeah. what those are called. Yeah, where you'd play the guitar and you'd be like, meow, 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 like, like making sounds with his mouth. Yeah. I know, like oh, a yeah. vocalizer or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But, anyways, but big news like something we got sent to us, which we have to start out by saying a huge thank you to the folks at Musgrave. Uh, we were sent a, a bunch of goodies that we were going to talk about. Uh, in fresh points today and so I'm just gonna give like the quick rundown of them and then we can all just kind of jump in and uh, give our thoughts but they have some like really amazing new packaging
0: mm.
1: that they're they've come out with uh, in sort of a you know sort of streamlined branded version of you know the things we used to talk about with these older pencil companies about how they either didn't have packaging they came in a plastic bag or a rubber band but, but uh, now they have these handsome, packages so they sent us along with the brand new one which we talked about the pencil king which we talked about recently we got that and they sent four other packages the the unigraph they are now and I think I don't think they were were they selling these as like a a bundled one with all the different grades before
2: oh I don't know I, I don't
1: remember I feel like yeah, they probably I were but, but yeah. the packaging uh is new so the yeah they're selling the unigraph uh 1200 drawing pencils and it goes from 6B to 6H so you get like a sampling of all those uh, and it comes in this really amazing, I don't know what you call it, like a forest green gold writing, uh, sleeve. Yeah. You got the, the choo-choo, which is the delightful pencil uh, yellow color. Um, it reminds me of our confidant, our erasable confidant.
0: Oh, that's a good point. You know yeah. You know?
1: Um, the cub, which comes in its sleeve is a, uh. I feel like this is one of the greens you were going for, Andy, when we had our like green convers- yeah. conversations. This is a really nice green. Like a more
0: grassy, yellowy green.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And that, it uh, comes with, packaged with two different colors of the Cub, which I've always been a big fan of those like mini jumbos. So yeah. Some green some green ones and some blue ones. And then what I think we had talked about off mic that we're all a fan of is the new packaging for the Tot, which is a pencil that yeah. I haven't used very much. We have them around. My kids use them. Uh, and I just haven't.
0: Yeah. a while. I... I love the tot is just, it just feels so old timey to me because like, you know, they're untipped and they have kind of that, like very kind of almost like sparkly pearlescent um, co- like paint on it. And yeah, yeah. yeah, I've always just thought they were just really, just really cool looking.
1: They are, uh, they're one of the like Musgrave's time warp pencils that it does yeah. feel like it's from a and, a different age.
0: And if you're not, if people aren't familiar, that the tot and the choo choo are jumbo, and then the cub is like a like a semi jumbo. Mm-hmm. They call it a, a mini jumbo. Yeah. yeah, I I I also love um, on all these pencils. I guess it, with the the tot doesn't have it, but the cub and the choo choo and the uh, the UniGraph all have like these really great little like like icon symbols on it. And the the cub one, the cub one kind of looks like. To me, it looks like Wolverine from X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But, that. Yeah. But yeah, they're just like, you know, these designs. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're still using the same like die stamp on these that they've been using since the beginning. Yeah, these they pencils. should be. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah if, they've, if they've got it's, it. Yeah.
0: They're just still so old timey looking. It's really cool.
1: Yeah. So that in that one I was going to I alluded to before, but like. The Musgrave Tot box is like, well, you remember when I, we had that conversation might've been on, uh, indelible, but where I was talking about like the perfect ink color that I was looking for. And it was like the red M M&M and M red. Mm-hmm. This is like maybe even more closer to like the perfect red color for me. It's, it is like a maroon. Yeah. yeah. It's maybe like, it's like mus- Musgrave or not Musgrave. Uh, oxblood has a little more like purple in it or something like that. This looks like, like, um diamond writer's blood or mm-hmm. yeah uh, that's probably the closest that i got
2: garnet red from um Girbon.
1: yeah mm-hmm. i haven't tried that one but oh, um we'll but yeah that's so, so that's the pencils they uh that they sent us uh, anybody else want to say anything about any of those um
0: no i just i think they're yeah their their boxes are Just, it's, you know, I've, before when I've gotten these pencils, I've either bought them by the single or they've arrived in just like, you know, something with like a belly band and Mm -hmm. just like takes on a whole different, like look of professionalism and coolness when they come in these kind of boxes. So, yeah, I know that's largely due to, to Studio Delger and Nicole and Tim. So for sure. So
2: it reminds me of, um, PBR from like, I don't know, 15 years ago. Uh I'm dating myself. Um. I don't know if you guys remember that uh, Pabst got bought by another company that Mm -hmm. um, they raised among other things they did, they raised the price from, you know, $3 a six pack Mm -hmm. to whatever it costs now, because it was so cheap. It just had the perception of being low quality. And I think Musgrave is definitely in a higher tier pencil than PBR is a beer. Although I do really love PBR. Um, I feel like they're, packaging was just like not doing them any justice and now yeah. they have these new boxes and you know they raised the prices a little bit like they're more expensive than ticonderogas they're you know a mile from being exp- as expensive as black wings yeah but um like the whole experience is so upscale suddenly in a good yeah. way yeah that it's delicious and you know i always like a box for a yeah. pencil.
0: I like that. Just like the PBR, like in the best possible way, like they're the PBR pencils.
2: I love PBR. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: Do you remember when I came to visit and we bought those PBR coffee drinks?
2: Yeah, we thought they were going to be beer coffee, but they were just booze coffee. Yeah, it was. (laughs) I don't want to admit that I liked them a lot. (laughs) (laughs) No, I did too. (laughs) My, My brother
1: always said that the drinking PBR was like drinking glue. (laughs) Because <laughs> of how it made his stomach feel after. I just,
2: I <laughs> I Unless it's that, so that's yeah.
1: that's a category of beer that m- my friends and I refer to as baseball beer, and yeah, like, it has to be like oh, yeah. hot outside. You know, it yeah. has to be like the perfect kind of yeah. Kind of, but. My my favorite of that kind is
0: Tecate, just like like cheap Mexican beer with a lime in it. Like best mm-hmm. sort of poolside hot hot weather beer. Yeah, man.
2: yeah. I have to. <laughs> I mean, I'm a good Gen Xer, and I really hate IPAs and. <laughs> What has happened to beer these days? Like, beer is sour and coffee is weak. Yeah, <laughs> damn millennials ruined everything. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> there's there's always room in my life for some PBR, and then with some Guinness. Mm. Best of both. Yeah, mix them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so do you want to talk about some of the other stuff in the package? Like yeah, yeah, those really bitchin' erasers.
1: Yeah. So they, yeah, they came out with a couple other things they sent to us. Um, we yeah got some square or uh, sorry rectangular erasers. They come in this awesome little sleeve. It says everyone makes mistakes, which is delightful. <laughs> um, I love that. And then also their sticker game we've talked about before, but it just continues to be awesome. Yeah. Um, got I think it's the first one I've gotten of this, but the uh, the M with the pencil kind of woven through the uh, the letter. Yeah. Is just, that's uh, on their hat that they have that's like one of my favorites stickers ever so I'm happy I
0: I love love this snick that is kind of intertwined around a pencil like it's the staff of a like it's just mm-hmm. that's going on somewhere where I can somewhere where I can put stickers next time
1: yeah. stickers so, on something yeah Yeah. so those are really amazing so you need to check out like we've talked about it before but if you haven't checked out their sticker stock uh, you should do that soon a lot um, of
2: good tattoo ideas in those stickers okay. oh yeah, yeah.
1: Um, for sure. And the notebook, uh, and then I'm going to save the the duet pens for next because I know Andy, you were chomping at the yeah. bit to talk about those. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, so <laughs> they sent us a notebook, and do you know what's the, is there a what's the name for the notebook? I should have if I did my research. I um, it's just called it
2: the Dot Grid notebook.
1: Yeah, Dot yeah. Grid notebook. So it's a a large notebook, really handsome, kind of like charcoal cover with their kind of what would you call it? It's like a it's An infinity symbol, but it's a pencil yeah. that's kind of woven in around itself to make like almost like a figure eight, yeah. Um, and it's dot grid, like the entire thing is uh perforated, which I yeah. really really love for like this purpose because I'm not like I'm usually if I'm going to use a spiral notebook, it's not going to be like continuous to fill with something, it's but it's like a great place in my opinion to like or from for my not my opinion, my like use case to pull yeah. this up, work on something on a sheet, tear it out, and do something with it, you know. So it's really a like nine, it as like a workplace or workspace it, notebook.
0: It's a nine by ten and a half dimensions. Yeah, which is really interesting.
1: Yeah, like almost square, which is really yeah. cool. Um, it's a really neat shape. Yeah, yeah, that's really mm-hmm. cool. The paper really feels good too.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, I like the little touch who... of having the the little M their little logo on the bottom yeah. right corner of every page. That's really yeah, really nice. And
2: do we know who made this? No, the last time
0: they did Iron Curtain Press. Yeah. I mean, it has that same kind of spiral bound that Iron Curtain Press does. Um, I mean, lots of people do it, but mm-hmm. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if they went back to them. But this no is idea a for sure
1: beast of a book. Yeah. So very cool notebook. Yeah. I'm excited to, to put it to use. yeah, I just I see it as like a really nice desktop, like you keep on your desk, do some work in there and kind of keep it there to like. Just be a yeah, like a workspace because I even like it. This size is perfect for turning sideways and working like mm. oh yeah, la- like landscape style on a sheet of mm-hmm. paper because I do a lot of just my like note-taking method when I'm in meetings and stuff is usually kind of like visual. Like I'm not going to take notes on my computer. Usually I'll do it paper and I'll do bubble notes and I'll do like arrows pointing everywhere and it's like a perfect sheet size for that. I'm excited. That's a good. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then lastly, Andy, you want to talk about the duet uh, pens? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so I, I, sort of fell in love with these pens. Um, the first time I ever just realized that they, they made them. Um, I, I really want to find out, maybe we can do an episode of, um, that other podcast on our Patreon, uh, about pens. Maybe we can interview somebody about the history of the duet. Cause it's a weirdo of a pen. Um, <laughs> so it is a, uh, double-sided ballpoint Um, one side is blue and one side is red and they uh have like a like they're like a like a round wood barrel um which just feels like you're holding a pencil Uh, it's (laughs) it's very lightweight um and it feels when i say it feels cheap i don't mean that it feels like badly made it feels just like something that is just commonplace or like easy to get a hold of, right? It just feels like, like a PBR, right? Like it's, it's just very. (laughs) It feels,
1: feels ubiquitous. Like, even though it's not something you see very often, it just feels like it could be. And what's,
0: what's really interesting is the way that they indicate which side is red and which side is blue is um, they have like uh, bands of each color on each side, um, like a, like a red and a blue foil stamped color. And then it says, duets with a little tilde on it that is uh like transverse so like when whatever you're holding like in your right hand if you're holding the blue the blue side is up and when you turn around the red side is up just such a strange little pen and (laughs) people have asked me i tweeted a little bit about it people are asking me like how does it write and i have to say like it doesn't write amazing but it writes fine and mm-hmm. to me, the sort of like it's reliable. The novelty of it is what's interesting about it. Like it's just a, such a odd little pen. So um, I'm going to talk in my fresh points a little bit about bit crystals, but I, I would say it's not as good mm-hmm. as a bit crystal, but it is in mm-hmm. it is in the bit crystal camp.
1: Yeah. I was on Instagram recently and saw this ad for some like overpriced invention that somebody came up with that um, <laughs> it was for a uh, it was like a magnetic. It's basically like a pocket protector, but like that goes on your notebook that holds pens, but then it's like magnetic. So you just like slap it on the cover of a book you're reading so you can like carry around. But it's like a really <laughs> strong magnet. So it like holds things, but it's like $40 for some reason. So I didn't. Yeah. Pursue any further, but I would love to have something like that. Maybe I've been meaning to get one of those, like belly band or not belly band. I don't know what they're called, but it's like a pencil uh, pen sleeve that goes oh, yeah. and has like a wrap around around the cover. You use them like a hardback book, and this would be an awesome thing to slide into that. You know, if yeah. you're if you're marking up a book, this just oh, yeah made for that. And also like you lose yeah. it, you know, whatever.
0: My my notes in the last few days, as I've been using this, have just been very colorful because I've just sort of been alternating between blue and red. So <laughs> yeah. That's fun. Yeah, I wonder if we can, I'm going to have to experiment with this and see if we can like take this out and put like a Bic refill in it because it would be perfect if I could get some like Bic blue ink, like a medium tip blue ink. Um,
1: You'd have to cut here. it off because it has such yeah. a short, short barrel. So it yeah. could get messy, but that's true. You should definitely try it and let us know how it goes. Just yeah. hack. <laughs> if, if you get all that oily ink, ink all over you. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. So that's yeah. So that's it. So thank you, Musgrave. That was like a Hell really yes. amazing treat. A wonderful yeah. afternoon. My kids gathered around as I was opening it. and They're like, <laughs> Ooh, can "I have one of those." Like, so I immediately gave my son a duet, and my yeah. daughter had her eye on some stickers. I was like, "Yeah, guys. Yeah, it's I for do, all of us. We can all enjoy this together."
0: I do think so. So the duet came in just a regular old box with like a label slapped on it. Mm-hmm. Like they could do some amazing things with the red and the blue, sort of like. um, Interplay on some of the boxes that they've been making,
1: yeah. And I bet they will. I, be, I yeah. bet it's like a, I, I have a pretty much But they don't are working. Of these they're stuff. working on old stock too. Probably on yeah. these. You know, not going to rebox yeah. them. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's that's it for that. So thank you, yeah. grave
2: and uh, Johnny. You want to go next? Sure. um So really quick, I sent out zines to my subscribers last week and forgot to list them on my website because I'm so freaking done with them. But uh, the December scenes are out, so if you're a subscriber, you should have them. And if not, let me know, because the USPS has been acting a little funny around here lately. But um, I did uh, an issue of my 12 favorite pencils, so I got like very storytelling-ish, which was fun after doing a lot of issues that had nothing to do with pencils for a while. So yeah, they're in the shop. You can grab them because I made a ton of them, and um. Unrelated. Lately in my um, book binding practice, you know, people recommend um, mechanical pencils because they're sharp. But if you use a mechanical pencil, the lead snaps all the time, which of course um, negates the sharpness. And also I don't always want to use those. So I've been gravitating toward um, pencils that'll keep a very long and strong point. And, I'm wondering if you guys or our listeners have any recommendations because C- I have very little experience with, uh, pencils that are harder than like F. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, mean,
0: I I personally don't really use many pencils harder than an HB. Like I usually prefer like a 2B even. Um, so I, I don't know, like, I, I guess my favorite of the like relatively harder pencils are like some of the, um, the Statler ones, like they always tend to um, lean a little bit harder than like Japanese pencils. So yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been hitting up a lot of um, like vintage number two and a half pencils back when yeah. people didn't want their pencils to be black. they wanted them to, be, you know, not dull every 10 seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I have a lot of vintage pencils and it's hard to want to use them sometimes yeah. or sharpen them. up. Yeah. I've, you know, I've,
1: fell in love with the 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 f grade there for a while so i but i haven't ventured too far past that i mean yeah i love my tombow monos in f um but i uh, haven't ventured beyond on a regular basis beyond yeah beyond that
2: yeah i'm definitely gonna check out these uh harder musgraves in the UniGraph line mm -hmm. for sure because also a sharp hex is delightful when you're throwing it around your desk and yeah you lose stuff a lot but um I'm I have one of those they had them at the pencil store it's a Faber-Castell grip but it's black like the wood's black the paint's black the dots are black the lead not so black but very good for you know marking signatures and stuff so yeah if I'm drop us a comment if you have suggestions I would certainly appreciate it and um I only have one more fresh point, which is also advertising ish to say that I finally restocked my damn website. So <laughs> I got a lot of messages from people like, I don't know how to buy stuff. I'm like that's cause there's nothing on there. Sorry. <laughs> it's been a rough month, but uh, yeah, that's uh that's all I've got. I want to hear about this big crystal hate.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, January 25th. So five days ago, um, some guy named Chris, um, gross g-r-o-s-s-e who is a um i don't know he's like a he's a his website says he's a sports marketer he uh wrote a tweet um that has seven different pens and they're labeled uh one through seven and he goes okay you can only write with one type of pen for the rest of your life which one are you picking and i'll share um we'll we'll have a link to this tweet um in the um the show notes but also i'm putting it in the doc so you guys can see it too and so it's uh he's comparing um a uniball vision like one of the classic uniball visions um a precise v5 a sharpie s gel a uniball vision elite uh, a pilot g2 a flare pen, and a bit crystal but they're also different yeah. And he's just sort of putting them all together. and So that was immediately my reaction. It was like, was like, Oh, well, anything, but this, anything, but number seven, which is the big crystal, like that one's trash.
1: And I'd then, say anything, but number six. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine writing with a flare for the rest of your life?
0: Oh my <laughs> so, so my, my friend, uh, Michael Metz, uh, so, somebody, somebody in my community, like, did, like, Engaged with it, and Michael said. Uh, then they were like, "Oh yeah, like no bit crystal for me." And Michael basically tagged me and said that <laughs> A. Wellfley is a is a number seven apologist. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, "Sure, sure, I'm going to take. I'll take the bait." So I, I sort of replied with a big um, a big tweet thread. Um, <laughs> about it and i was basically just like i threw out some big facts right like i talked about how you know the design is iconic and unchanged in 72 years and it's in the moma as like the permanent collection for iconic design i said about how since 1950 there's they made more than 100 billion of them i talked about how like you know they the the tolerances they check every single tungsten carbide ball in there to make sure that they're within tolerance (laughs) i talked about um there's an episode of the illusionist podcast where they talk about that. And then I think it's also in the perfection of the paperclip where they talk about the marriage between the BIC and the Biro heirs and like how they brought the companies together, which I would absolutely watch a movie about that. That would be amazing.
2: Um, there's a, there's a book about it called, I think it's called ballpoint pen. Oh, I it's would like, read that. Yeah. It's a history of, um, Ladslow bureau and, uh, yeah. The whole science behind little thing. It's really interesting. Love
0: that. Yeah. And then I also linked to our, um, we did a preview of the Indelible podcast on on this main feed, just about like when we were talking about the BitCrystal. So, and of, and of course I linked mm-hmm. to the Bit Crystal Lovers group, which is the sort of like one of the runoff uh, Facebook groups um, for our group. But talked about that. And then I, I also mentioned, um, I, I I did the math. I looked up all of these pens and I basically took like one of the smallest packs you can get of it on Amazon and broke it down of cost per pen. And all of the pens that they talk about um, are more than a dollar each um, some of them are almost two dollars each the precise and the pilot g2 are like like a dollar eighty per pen and the bit crystal is like a quarter a pen so <laughs> all these other pens are like four to six times more than the bit crystal and i know that we're talking about like you know less than less than five bucks for each of these. So it probably doesn't matter a lot to a lot of people, but like it, it's a, it's a big difference. So it's like comparing like, Hey, like, what do you like better? This, you know, Toyota Corolla or like a Lexus or maybe even not a Lexus, just like a Subaru, right? Like, like one of those is much cheaper than the other ones. So yeah. I, I don't know. Stupid flare. I'm still
1: stuck yeah. on the flare. flare. <laughs> you you write with a flare. It feels like your pen is licking the paper. like, it's <laughs> like, you're, like you're dragging the pen's tongue across the paper. It's like that's like a cat's tongue, though. Yeah. Kind of rushed, <laughs> I can't stand it. Oh, my gosh.
0: I've never thought about it like that, but you're right. It is kind of licking the paper.
2: Jeez.
0: <laughs> oh, um, I will never use a flare pen in the same way
2: again. I'm just never going to use one again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I
0: mean, this this tweet got a lot of engagement. I uh, he'll he'll never kind of like see this, but I I definitely had to have my have my tweet splainy moment on on this.
1: <laughs> he had no idea what he had but, coming to him. <laughs> so, if
0: if you all want to look at uh, this this episode, it's, it's basically it was just like a special preview of when we started doing uh, Indelible and. Uh, we'll have a link to um, the preview of our, like that's in our main feed. And then also um, if you become a Patreon member um, and support us that way, um, you can listen to all of the indelible episodes. Uh, I think we should do one about the duet pen next. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Yep.
1: We, well, we've, been, we've been talking about doing the multi-pen, like multicolor pen episode. Yeah, so that's true. We can just incorporate uh, it into that.
0: I'll talk to um, Nicole and see if there's any interesting story behind just the strange design decisions behind the duets. So that'd be really fun. <laughs> yeah. So yeah that is uh that's that's the kind of like pen pen twitter discourse um i tried to carry it <laughs> over uh i started i think we've talked about it on here before i started mastodon um, if anybody has heard of mastodon uh, i took an old uh an old domain of that i own for dot grid um, i own dot gr dot id and i made a not, a mastodon instance on it so if anybody knows what mastodon is it's like twitter but it's sort of like open source and federated so in the same way that like your email um your, all of our emails are different domains right like a lot of people have like gmail or yahoo or at yahoo or at gmail um uh basically mastodon takes that same sort of protocol and turns it into twitter basically so i can interact with people from other in- other instances but we have like 20 members on our dot grid including less and harry marks and toffer and lots of friends of the shows <laughs> So cool. come join me down. Less
1: fun fact. If you search yourself, I don't know if you've ever seen this search yourself on Twitter and forget the first E in your handle. There's somebody who has that name. Uh, there's like a wealthly without the first E. So it's just a W L F L E is this guy named. He's <laughs> Alexander. What?
2: what? And.
1: And then I just put in the, in the chat, there's somebody at some point, someone tried to send you a tweet, but accidentally sent it to this guy because he left <laughs> out the E as well. <laughs> so it was a, a, some post about Mitsubishi 9850s. I was like, I yeah, huh. I, I just thought, found that very fascinating. Like that's not, if somebody was said, do you think there's an A W L F L E? I I would have been like, absolutely not. That's ridiculous. <laughs> what, what, be? Um, There's,
0: there's interestingly, there's somebody named Andrew underscore Wealthly on twitter um and he is uh he works for the university of manchester he's like a climate change scientist and i I have zero idea who he is like i assume we're related somehow but i didn't realize that there were wealthleys in the uk um and i have i have i have no idea how we're related so that's interesting yeah i follow i follow him but he doesn't follow me
1: (laughs) A lot of wasoms in Germany. I've Interesting. Those,
0: but, yeah,
2: you know.
1: Wasm.
0: Wilfler and Wasm. <laughs> Gamba. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, the last thing I was going to mention is my last fresh point is uh, I uh, I'm about to start a new about blah 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 about to start a new notebook, and this will be the first time since the beginning of the pandemic that I haven't been using a confidant. Uh, I bought one of the um, hardback Leuchterms made with the 120 GSM paper. Um, decadent yeah i i I was in the mood i just wanted something that just was really luxe and nice and uh yeah gonna see how gonna see how this goes but it's real thick and heavy um just like a nice solid weight in my hand um i got the orange one i think that'll be a nice kind of spring color um gonna sticker it up here pretty soon with some of these sweet musgrave stickers yeah and also i think i mentioned on the show before like about um yeah, it was the year-end thing about things that we're just loving. And I, I have a bunch of stickers from Deep Space 90s, like just like fan art of Star Trek stuff. And I have this sticker of Mulder and Scully uh, shining a flashlight into the sky in a forest. And it's the Enterprise overhead. So I think that's definitely going on that cover too. So yeah, that's that's it for, for my Fresh Points. Should I should probably get one
1: of those at some point. Those, yeah. those notebooks look awesome. And those, yeah. those, that is prime... Sticker territory, too. So yeah. That's a good call. They feel really nice. Uh,
0: anything else before we wrap it up?
1: I don't think so. Yeah. Cool.
0: Well, I um, guess we'll button up. This has been uh, episode 192 of the Erasable Podcast. Um, you can find a uh, recording of this episode and show notes by going to erasable.us slash 192. Uh, and then um, also find out, find out more. Uh, you can shop uh, our zines at erasable.us. Um, come join us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, or Instagram at, at Erasable Podcast. And if you want to join the friendliest group on the internet, um, we are on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Erasable is our group. That's a, about 4,000 members strong. Uh, or you can come uh, come find a link to the uh, BitCrystal um the crystal lovers script from there as well. <laughs> um, please come and support us on Patreon uh, if you like what you hear from us. That'll kind of keep the lights on and make sure to keep us in pencils. And that's at patreon.com slash erasable. And I would like to thank uh, our Patreon uh, producers who subscribe at uh, $10 a month or more. Uh, those are Melissa Miller, digitaltent.tech, Angie, Aaron Bollinger, Andrew Austin, Tara Whittle, Ida Umfers. David Johnson, Phil Munson, Donnie Pierce, Bill Black, Ed Swift, Tom Keekley, Andre Torres, Paul Moorhead, John Capaluti, Stephen Fensali, Aaron Willard, Millie Blackwell, Michael Dialosa, Tana Feliz, Ann Sipe, Joe Crace, Michael Hagen, Bill Clough, Mary Collins, Kathleen Rogers, Kelton Weems, Hans Noodleman, Jay Newton, uh, who has a new book of poetry that just came out, uh, Chris Jones and John Wood. Thank you to all of our supporters, and we will talk to you all um, in a few weeks.
1: Do you like our podcast? Most people like our podcast. But if you don't like our podcast, David, will turn it off. <clears throat>